0: Hey everybody, this is Symposium Disney, and we are back and we are getting ready to dig into Genie Plus.
1: want to start with our Disney
0: gear yeah yeah I think let's start with our Disney gear um Danica since you have the top of your head also covered I think we're going to start with you yeah all right well
2: I have a Walt Disney World it's sort of part of their like retro thing um hat I of course didn't buy this at Disney World I bought it during deep COVID when I was like this is all I have and then I'm also wearing a Disneyland Resort sweatshirt um Which, uh, I actually also didn't get (laughs) at Disneyland, (laughs) but, um, I bought it for the trip and then it came like the day after. But then I saw it at the shops and I was really happy that I bought it. And I, I love this sweatshirt. But the best thing I have, you guys can't even, aren't going to even be able to take this, which I got at, um, you know, the Marvel land at Disneyland. I have a, uh, web, um, uh, beaker. Is that what we would call it? Like a, a uh-huh. coffee mug that's in the shape of a scientific like yes. beaker thing. It is a beaker, um, and it, you can put your. It's very very exciting. Um oh my So if you see, it, it says like Web Labs, and uh, <laughs> yeah, so I got that awesome. in Marvel Land. It's was which, it's not called Marvel Land. What's it called? Marvel University or whatever.
0: Yeah, campus. Marvel, Marvel campus.
2: campus. Yeah. yeah, which um, which maybe I will share more about later.
0: I, I hope so that with that yeah. mug. Yeah, you're the only one of us who's made it to Marvel Campus, so I kind of want to know a lot. But yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I love all your gear. It's very <laughs> retro, and the Marvel mug. <laughs> yeah. So, Liza and I are wearing matching colors. Liza, what are you in?
1: So, I am wearing this Goldenrod Shop Disney um, sweatshirt. I bought it for Christmas for my sister. And then I just accidentally put one in the cart for me. (laughs) So um, it is just so cozy. And then this is really cute too. This is also part of a Christmas gift. Um, So John, my husband got me a monthly Mickey like subscription box. So no way. So cute. Um, So every month I get about three different, two or three different things. It depends on how big they are. So this month I got a, a Neverland keychain, which is like, it says London on it and then Neverland. It's really pretty. And, um, but it also came with this Fantasia. <gasps> Whoa. Oh, look at the handle. It has a broom handle, no. um, Sorcerer Mickey and then, the Fantasia logo on the other side, but the, the broom handle is so great. And I think you guys know my story of of my special Mickey. I used to call him when he was dressed like this. And I used to have a little figurine that was very special to me. And so I love special Mickey. I love Fantasia. And I just was so delighted when this mug came. And I have iced coffee in it right now, which is like weird in a mug. But I wanted to show off the mug. I think that's fair.
0: Um, I am wearing so also goldenrod. Um, I they're the spirit jerseys, right? Like, this is a spirit jersey, is that what they're calling it?
1: Yes.
0: Um, so I'm wearing my spirit jersey that's it's just the classic Mickey Walt Disney World. Um, that the girls and I, when it started to torrentially rain when we went over our November vacation and we were soaking wet, and I was like, and Mary. They all wanted to go home because they were like, we're wet and we're cold. And I was like, we're just going to put on new clothes and we're going to stay at the parks. Yeah. So um, I bought this spirit jersey. Maisie has a matching one in purple. And then the two little girls got like the fuzzy sweaters that were very 1980s. I kind of really enjoy all of the retro because it makes me think of our childhood. And I'm. it was created for us. I feel like a lot of Disney things that are coming out right now, kind of like the Super Bowl halftime show, were created for our age group. And I really appreciate that.
2: Yeah, I just when Missy Elliott was the surprise guest at, during oh. Katy Perry's mediocre half uh, super time Super Bowl halftime show, mm-hmm. I was like, "This is as good as it's ever going to get." And then, <laughs> and then we had the last show, and I was like, "This is this oh. is so many."
0: They, they <laughs> it was wonderful. It was so good. <laughs> they uh. the, what, are, what am I
1: trying yeah. to say? They blew the roof off. They oh, did. it did! It did! It was really yeah. good. <sighs>
2: amazing. But yeah, but I do think and I was just listening to a podcast yesterday that, you know, nothing Disney does nothing quite so well as just uh, profiting off of our nostalgia. <laughs> and uh, but they do it so well, like it's, you know, it feels it's, it's kind of like a little love letter. It feels like
0: it is it is. And I think it it probably helps that a lot of the marketing people or the creative people are our age. Mm-hmm. And so they're probably like, I know exactly what I wore. <laughs> In like 1988. So let's go. Um, all right. So Danica and I uh, both got to go on sort of recent trips. Now, I think still recent enough because genie plus is still one of those things that it's really thrown everybody for a loop. I don't think even the, the other podcasters and, and Disney influencers I follow, nobody seems to feel like they've fully gotten the system. Maybe Len Testa. Maybe he's like, that's the one touring plans. But I do think it's one of those things that we're all, um, it's not very intuitive in a way, or at least the way they've set it up. But okay, that's my opinion. I'm already coming out with my opinion. So Danica got to try it in Disneyland. So she's going to A, talk about her Disneyland trip, but also that Genie Plus there. And then I tried it in Disney World.
1: Yeah. And I think what's really valuable about this is like, there are a lot of the bloggers, like you said, putting out one-sheeters maybe, like, for each park, like, what the priorities are, what they suggest you book, um, you know, but based on patterns or based on popularity of rides. But I think kind of what's lacking that's out there as information, you know, is real-time stories of how it's being used and how it actually works in a day or mm-hmm. what has worked, what hasn't worked in a day because – one of the things about it is it actually sort of takes away a little bit of the planning, the pre-planning um, that we used to love with FastPass. Um, and because it's it's very spontaneous in the day, it's booked on a rolling basis. So, I mean, at least I haven't used it yet, but in my mind, I'm just really curious of like real life stories of how it really helped you, how it didn't. Um, I'm just super curious and excited to hear Yeah, I don't. Um, we
2: didn't use Genie Plus. We used the individual Lightning. Oh, that's lanes. right.
0: Okay, so yeah, but still talk about all of it. Yeah.
2: So I would say when I went to Disneyland, which was the first time I've been since I was twenty, and then a first time trip for everybody else involved. Um, it had only been out like what three or four days beforehand. I remember like getting like countdown emergency texts from like Liza, <laughs> it was just like it's coming. I know. I hear the rumors are it's coming. It's going to be at Disneyland. Um. And, you know, Disneyland is such a different animal than Disney World. Um, and we had zero issue getting on any of the rides that we wanted before noon. So sort of like if you went to Disney World and you how you can kind of get on everything between like 8 and 10 a.m. And then you kind of then you take a, a rest or whatever and try to figure out, you know, you're just going to go on the Little Mermaid or whatever ever after that. um that was kind of like our experience really until lunch. So we really didn't have um, issues where we thought like we should buy this extra um, tool. Again, it's $20 per person in Disneyland, which would be a hundred dollars an extra hundred dollars a day for my family. Um, And we are, you know, like we stay club level. Like we certainly like we'll spend some money at Disney and still it's kind of like a hundred dollars. So we didn't do that, but we did do the individual lightning lanes, and that was fantastic. I have a I have zero um I, I mean in some ways I would like it if Disney did that with maybe like a lot more of their rides. Like it was so great. Um what you do is so for Disneyland, it's going to be um Rise of the Resistance and Space Mountain, I think are the two individual lightning lanes. We don't go on Space Mountain. Because it's terrifying, but uh, for Rise of the Resistance, um, we got individual lightning lanes for that twice, and then we did the same thing for um, uh, for California Adventure, where the Cars Land ride, which is one of the best rides, if not the best ride in Disney, as far as I'm concerned, and then also for um, how did I forget the second
1: lightning lanes? Web slingers.
2: Web slingers. You're right. Of course. Um, And what's interesting is that the, you know, the prices change for the individual lightning lanes each day. So I knew, and I knew that they were going to fluctuate. I'd read that they would fluctuate. I didn't think it would be like day to day. You know, I thought it would be, you know, like maybe in October it's this price, in December it's this price or something like that. It was, they fluctuated like by the day that we were there. Um, But, uh, you know, I think for Rise of the Resistance, it was like $9 per person. For the Cars Land ride, it was 7. And then on the last day we were there, it went up to 9. Um, but each one of those, you schedule it, um, you know, kind of with an hour window. So you can kind of watch what hour you want to do that. So we would kind of usually order lunch. And then afterwards, we would schedule our um, our Lightning Lane pass for that e- for that afternoon. And, um, you know, we would just say like two hours or an hour. I mean, they, they didn't fill up like I think they do in Walt Disney World. So we would have you would just sort of plan out your morning according to sort of watching where the window moved for the individual lightning lanes. Um, and it saved us hours. You just walk right through the fast pass lane and you get on these amazing rides. Um, and like I said, it was uh, so easy to do and totally worth it. And, uh, and since it was those big ticket items, it just saved us um, a ton of time. It, it was absolutely worth it in a way that I I wasn't a hundred percent sure that buying a uh, genie plus itself would be.
1: Right. And that is interesting to me too, that you didn't have it, it in Disneyland. You didn't have to book it very early or when you first got to the park, you were able nope. to do it later and choose. And
2: It never sold out. So there would be, you know, hour two hour waits for these rides. And we were there the second week of December. So it's, like, you know, it's a, not maybe not the highest volume, but there's definitely people there. You know, it was busy, but we would you could just like kind of watch the window and see when your window time would come up and then you would buy it for that. You know, I think you had, an, you know, you had to buy it within that sort of hour window or, you you know, you had an hour window you could buy them in. But they didn't sell out um, when we were there. Awesome.
0: Um, yeah. um, touring plans just put out. Um, a comparison of the data between Walt Disney World and Disneyland. And they, you know, because they're all about data, but so their caveat being like, you know, they don't have as many people out in Disneyland to give them exact things. But uh, even now they were saying that at Disneyland, if you do get Genie Plus or Lightning Lens, you can pretty much get whatever you want. You don't have to rush. You don't have to wake up like at 7 a.m. and be staying on property and all those types of things.
2: Yeah, I would say, you know, Disneyland – One of the things that's different about Disneyland for me was that I think because a majority of their uh, guests are uh, in California, at least, or local people who go there, you know, enough, that there's an energy there that's much more laid back. You know, people don't go there and think, unlike in Disney World, where it's like this could be your only trip here, right? You you got to get on these rides. Yeah. For Disneyland, I think there's just this energy, like oh, I'll get on it, like if not this trip, then like when I'm there in like a you know in, in the summer or something. So the energy is different too. Like, yeah. um, uh, it didn't feel less or more crowded to me than Walt Disney World, but the lines seemed shorter. It just seemed like people were more there to sort of be immersed and like hang out than they were to have this sort of experience they what they wanted in their experience felt different. That um,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. And that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I had been, uh, my sister might go out to California to Los Angeles to visit friends and family in June. And I was kind of like, do I try to piggyback on that? And if I do though, I know I'm just going to want to go to Disneyland and I think that her plan is to actually visit people, like, hmm. So, (laughs) in the midst of trying to figure that all out. But, um, yeah. Uh, So, I I went to Disney World in November, and then just now in March. And both short trips, each trip was about three days, each time with my kids. Uh, The November trip, Genie Plus had come out. And so we had the individual lightning lanes. We used Genie Plus only for Magic Kingdom. And I will say that I did not fully understand the system. I did not realize that you could make. So a Genie Plus, if let's say you saw the Big Thunder Railroad at um, 7.30 p.m. Because that's so as we all know, I don't stay on property. So first of all, everybody who's staying on property at Walt Disney World is waking up by 7 a.m. to get all of those things. So by the time the park opens, which is where I could start making, you can't, if you're not on property, you can't start doing it until park open. So by 9am, it would suddenly be like Big Thunder Mountain is at 7.30pm. That's the next, um, the next available genie plus time. And I didn't realize that I could make that then wait two hours until 11am and make an earlier genie plus time. At the time, I thought that I was locked into, and that would be like because with Fast Pass you couldn't do that, right? Like whatever was your first Fast Pass of the day was your first Fast Pass of the day. Mm-hmm. So I didn't quite, I didn't get that. So that kind of messed up the day. But I will say that we use Genie Plus in Magic Kingdom, not for like you know your stellar rides, but as we've talked about on here before, or not your e-ticket rides. We're not really necessarily always e-ticket people, so we could also cut out the lines on like Haunted Mansion. And then, you know, wait a little bit longer for something else. So it, mm-hmm. I think it helped. I would say that we were not, we were underwhelmed at the time. Now, of course, it's because, again, we didn't fully understand the system. But given that we're Disney people, familiar, well, the app had run been redone, but familiar with this, had been paying attention to what was going on and still didn't understand the system. Right. That- it doesn't bode <laughs> well. There was definitely – I remember walking up to Haunted Mansion to the Genie Plus line, and there was a family next to us who had bought Genie Plus and didn't understand that you had to make reservations. Right. So they – yeah, they held up their phones and they were like, No, we have Genie Plus Plus. And, and the people were like, But you the cast members were like, But you didn't make reservations. Still have so, yeah, there were all there were a lot of, I think, problems like that. I mean, the reservation system still seems to be confusing for a lot of people. Like I know that we're all on a lot of Disney Facebook groups and you know, I've been stuck there in guest services for other things and there are a lot of people who a don't even understand you have to make a reservation, so then to do this it's hard. My cousins who are our age went with my aunt for like one day at Epcot. They actually had gone to Florida to see one of the space liftoffs. Like that's their true thing. So they had gone for that, but they were like, well, we're here. We're going to go to Epcot for a day. My aunt who's in her seventies doesn't have a smartphone. Um, One of my cousins doesn't have a smartphone, like as a deliberate choice. So it was literally one of them with the phone having to do all these things because you can't really do a lot in Disney anymore unless you do have a smartphone. Right. Mm. So that's another um, issue that they were, they were not, my aunt was so not pleased. She came home from that trip and I, we got a phone call. Well, I called her about something else, but that was a lot. Yep.
2: I think that especially what if you are from Europe or, you know, if you have these other sort of cell phone uh, needs, but certainly this is something like, my parents wouldn't be able, wouldn't be comfortable using, and they both have smartphones. Um, but I also uh, think that your cousin, who does have a smartphone and travels with two people who do- who don't, is a saint. <laughs> 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 probably has to I'm gonna tell um, her to
0: listen to this joe listen yeah to this like
2: <laughs> I, I bet that's not the only time she's called on to do some some heavy well lifting. i think she
0: probably she's probably like the gps and various other things for yes, everything but um so. but it's well yeah it's just i mean a lot of things in our world and i understand it are moving more towards this smartphone functionality but it does seem a little clear on who disney expects are their clientele mm-hmm. they're like you need to and you also have to have a smartphone that has a good battery and all those things and we've talked in the past about having battery pack backups and everything like that but it is definitely this idea and now they're charging and they expect to have people who can be charged and it seems that more people than they expected this is based on a call like a an earnings call that they did Something like 50% of people in Magic in, in Walt Disney World are using Genie+. Plus, But that's more than built into the system for like um, FastPass. So even though when FastPass was free, but the problem that that comes in is when everybody's using it, nobody's really getting the benefits of time-saving. And so that's becoming um, an issue, which is why G- uh, Walt Disney is – Having record numbers of lines, as anyone will tell you, because a lot of people are using genie plus, which runs up the regular wait time, mm-hmm. but then I think it makes it harder for the people who are using genie plus to not have to wait yeah or get to get optimum time right, to which, get value out of it. so we so that was so that's the November trip, which we also did, um like Danica said, we did the individual lightning lane for Remy, oh, you did, and I oh, regret nothing it was like. We literally now the ride itself made me motion sick, so that one I regret a little. But we literally just walked onto the line and the new France Pavilion. I mean, it's beautiful. So I just walked past like the people waiting for three hours in their their queue, and we just walked through and it was delightful. So I am a big fan of the individual lightning lines. I do think it was like fifteen dollars. So that was pricey, but hurt. on the other hand, um, you know, it was a new ride and we were really excited and we, we never get to go on to the new rides because we don't stay on property and get to do the fast passes three months in advance. So we were very excited for that. The other, um, individual lightning lane ride at that park is frozen and we weren't going to individual lightning lane for frozen. We've been on that several times, but also the lines were always over 80 minutes. And the woman who sold me a crepe in, in France said that that was due to the individual lightning lanes, that ever since they'd introduced it, that the Frozen standby line had always been over 80 minutes and you could never show up and get like a 40-minute line anymore for Frozen. Yeah. So there was that, but I, I loved the individual lightning lane. Go on, Danica, you wanted to say something. I did. I just
2: had a question for you. Um, so one. So you can only make your, uh, your Genie Plus reservation, you can make one every two hours,
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, at Walt Disney, it's one every two hours, In- unless okay. You so I was using the oh. unless you're using the book
1: and go on the ride, then you can immediately yes. Okay,
0: sorry. Line. Yeah, so it's two it's- hours okay. unless, like, let's say it's nine o'clock and I get a nine o five for Small World. As soon as mm-hmm. I'm off Small World, like, and we run over and we get on Small World and we're done by nine fifteen, um, or even like I think once you get through the line, I could do it on Small World. It's like a yeah, fast pass system where I can make a new thing. So we were actually doing that with our genie plus. We were trying to kind of game the system that way where we'd be Mm -hmm. sitting on the ride, um, seeing what was, which again, makes you kind of stare at your phone a lot. Although for us, I remember that was fast pass as well though. Well, that's the thing. And also for us, since we go to the parks a lot, that becomes a game in and of itself. Right. Mm -hmm. Like what can we get on? So that was, that was very, like Maisie scrolls through the phone fairly frequently so this last time, we neither um, did Genie Plus or individual Lightning Lanes. And I will say also, when we did the Genie Plus at Magic Kingdom, it was $15 per person. So unlike Disneyland, it's $15 per person, which is an additional $60 a day when it's me and the three girls. And I made them use their – say. I we, had an, we discussed it, and they paid each of them individually with their savings. So they paid for their Genie Plus. I paid for the individual Lightning Lane because I was like, screw it, we're doing it. But we did, I was like, if we're going to do this, this is like an investment. And so I had them put that in and they all agreed. They were like, we're going to try this. And so this time I was like, I don't think we're going to try Genie Plus. I want to see what the parks are like without Genie Plus. I'm curious about that too. Yeah, that was my yeah. thing. I was like, I want to just just see this. Um, and I will say that, but also it's having historically long lines, various arguments. Is it because of Genie Plus? We got on rides, but we didn't. And we did go on Space Mountain without buying anything, which this was the girl's first time on Space Mountain. Mary uh-huh. will never go on it again. Oh, but Rory sister. Rory and Maisie were like, we really want to go on Space Mountain. So we waited 80 minutes, which wasn't so bad. We were kind of lucky in that we were there for a ra- very rainy time. So people would like leave a lot okay. and lines would go down. But... I would say that for the most part, the lines were pretty long, even for your more basic rides. And it was really hard to time when the lines would go down, even if you stayed later. And even if you looked at the app where it tells you like when line times decrease, you know, they have the little bars and everything. There were a lot of rides that never saw line times decrease according to the historical data the system had. So it was kind of like if you want to go on rock and roller coaster, don't ask me why they decided they wanted to do that. We didn't do that this trip, but they wanted to do it. But there was never a time, I think, where it was below 95 minutes. Oh, God. Um, And since we didn't have Genie Plus, we couldn't do it. But again, also, since we don't stay on property, a lot of people were getting, again, those e-ticket rides at like 7 Mm a.m., and we weren't. So it was just a whole thing um, where, did we still enjoy ourselves? Very much so. Did we still get on a lot of good rides? Yes, we did. Did we have to wait for them? Yes, we did, but that's my childhood. Like, I don't mind that to an extent. Mm -hmm. But also, I'm not there for my one-off vacation. Mm -hmm. So it is a thing. And this is Hollywood Studios and um, Magic Kingdom. If you are there for a one-off vacation and you can afford it, I would say do the Genie Plus. I would continue to go with you don't need Genie Plus in Epcot. But – Just be prepared, therefore, to wait like for test track and even for Soren. Danica is looking at me like, I would never wait for Soren. I know, Danica. (laughs) Um, She wasn't really, but I decided to say she was. So, those are ready to rescue you. Yeah, those rides were a little um, iffy on that, but I still don't really think you need them, though you might want to do the individual lightning lanes for either Remy or Frozen if those mean a lot to you, because otherwise you are going to spend a lot of time. Waiting. Mm-hmm. And I think it's kind of what you want to get out of your vacation. We also had made lunch plans. Well, the first day we ended up having dinner in Epcot because we were too late. But we made lunch plans for 11 a.m. and we didn't rope drop. We pretty close to rope dropped, but we didn't rope drop. And so by the time we got there, all of we didn't rope drop. So we couldn't get on like Seven Dwarves in a good amount of time. We also had lunch, but our lunches were at like 11, so that kind of cuts into a weird time of because we're going to have to wait on a line, what are we going to have to wait for? Like, there were just a lot of moving pieces yeah. that I don't feel that we had a good system for yet, but kind of if I, you know, had to live at Disney for a month, I feel like I could figure out some some ways around this. Yeah. With the fast pass system, I'm just doing a
1: comparison um, because you were, you're like, Um, you weren't staying on property. So it was very hard for you guys to get on like the big ticket rides because you couldn't get a fast pass for them. So you would either have to wait for them in standby or skip them. And the individual lightning lane that's currently there kind of (laughs) solves for that. Like that helps you get on like
0: when you're not, you know, so it's, it's, I'm just trying to compare like, you know, it, it does for certain rides. Um, So for like Remy, I could get Remy. Yeah. But when I showed up at 9 a.m. or when I checked my app at 9 a.m. to try and get uh, Seven Dwarves, that was gone. Wow. So that's the thing. We've we've kind of gone back to I think it worked better in November because people still weren't very familiar with it. But now so many people are using it. I think probably I'd never checked because we didn't go to Animal Kingdom. My guess would be same for Banshee. So I think some of those rides are still going to be hard to do or else you're going to have to wait till 8 o'clock, 8 Mm p.m., to do them because people have kind of caught on. So I wouldn't say that this is necessarily a help. It was for a short period of time, but I think people have figured it out.
1: Yeah. Because I guess in my mind, I'm just trying to come up with some, um, I don't know, like – evaluations like is it better than fast is it not or what's different about it what's what's the pros and cons compared to fast pass i know that fast is never coming back but like it's just interesting to me to think of it in terms of you know compare comparing to fast pass and the this 60 day in advance booking
2: well and liza since you have the the next upcoming on site on resort trip coming up what are the
1: differences when you're actually staying on resort So I know, yeah. So I know that um, I know you can book everything at seven a.m. when you're staying on resort, including individual lightning lanes and your first genie plus. Okay. Um, So that's part of the these information one cheaters that are out there is like at seven. what do you do? Like, what's the first thing you should do? You know, you, you, you picked your park already, right? Cause you know what park you're going to because of the park reservation system. So I guess as an on-site guest at, you know, 645, you kind of have to have a strategy in your mind. If you, if you're going to use genie plus and individual lightning lanes, like what are you going to book first? What's the priority? Um, And then what time of day are you looking to book these things? And I think that depends on two strategies. One of two strategies. Are you going to book the earliest one you can in Genie Plus and then keep as you check it and tap into the rides, then book your next one and next one and next one? Or are you going to pick the best ride? Mm-hmm. Even if it's later at 6 p.m., okay, just get that. And then two hours after park opening, you can book your second one and then sort of just plan your later day with all you know, plan to have all your um genie pluses kind of later in the day. So I think it is just a combination of like strategies. Like if so, if you're rope dropping, then maybe you hit the big ones in the morning without a genie plus or a lightning lane or an individual lightning lane. And then you have the idea that you're stacking up your other lightning lanes for later in the day. I mean, it just seems like a lot of um, like clutch decisions in the moment, even for on property guests, there's not really any.
2: Wow. I I, I do not like a clutch decision. I have to tell you.
0: (laughs) And so um, I'm thinking about, um, So a lot of the people who are going to do this can afford to do this, right? Um, But kind of when I think about, like, planning – and I understand that we're planners, right? And we like that. But a lot of people also hire – What is it? Oh, God. What are the people who make travel agents? Like you have Disney travel agents and you and they can suggest like you want this fast pass and you want this and you want that. And then they'll make them for you. And so you show up at Disney and you just have your schedule and you're just following through. But a lot of this puts it right back on the guest. And especially if you're like a first timer at Disney, like what rides do you even know? And you're following those one sheeters, and you're trying to figure out and it just seems incredibly overwhelming. I mean, if it's overwhelming to us who have been there and who kind of know what we like, right. what the frack are we supposed to do if this is like your first family thing? And what if you've got like 10 people there because you're an extended family? Like, it just seems very overwhelming.
1: Yeah. Part of me is thinking what what sounds more appealing is to sort of start stacking them up for the later in the day. So you just kind of do your Mm -hmm. early entry or rope drop strategy for the morning, then have a nice sit down, lunch, relax. And then all of a sudden you look at your plans and you've got a four o'clock lightning lane for mansion, a five o'clock lightning lane for space mountain or no. um,
2: But they could only be every two hours, right?
1: I think you
0: can put them closer together.
1: Yes, you can. The, you, the booking yeah. is only every two hours. <laughs> so oh,
0: like, Yeah, So, but you year. could do that. And you could do like a four o'clock and a five oh. o'clock and then say a six o'clock individual lightning lane. Right. And then like a seven o'clock. And so you could kind of get through like four big, big yeah, rides. Fun,
1: and like have sort of a relaxing night that way you know and Mm -hmm. then um but so so how it would work how it would look booking wise you would if you're staying on property is you would book one at seven in the morning and then say park opens at nine you would have to wait till 11 to book your next one then you book it at 11 say it's like at 5 p.m or whatever so you have one at 4 p.m one at 5 p.m then at one p.m. you could book a third one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then at three p.m. you could book your fourth one. So you could have four really great time savers at the end of your day if you do the stacking method. Um, and then you know, start writing things in the evening, like you know, you know, four four p.m. on. I like that appeals to me also because I'm we're a midday break family. Like we like to. Do lunch at the park, then go home, go in the pool. It would be mm-hmm. so nice then to get back to the park around 30, 5 o'clock and just walk on to rides with Lightning Lane. I mean, I think that does yes. sound really appealing. I mm-hmm. really
2: like that idea. Yeah, um, yeah. If, you're, if know, you are going back to the park and you can take yeah. it, you can park hop with it, right?
1: Yes, that is another Great point. So, if you knew you were starting off the day in Animal Kingdom, but then we're going back to Magic Kingdom for dinner and fireworks, or after dinner and fireworks, you could still you could be booking Magic Kingdom rides for later in the day, even though you started at Animal Kingdom, um, which is great. And I mean you know, for for us too, we are. I do love the rides, but I do think like just being there at night. It's just so lovely. You're immersed in the park. And to be able to know, like, yeah, maybe you have, like, Pirates, Haunted Mansion, and um, Jungle Cruise, Lightning Lanes. And, I mean, that would make me the happiest person in the world to, like, do those three things, eat dinner, be our guest, and then see fireworks. I think that's a perfect night.
0: So it's it's good that you mentioned Jungle Cruise because apparently – and it did. We didn't go on it this last time – But its lines have really gone through. And so that's one of the things that people suggest you try to get a lightning lane for is Jungle Cruise. And I think between the movie and, you know, the fact that they kind of redid some of the scenes. Yeah, it's just become really hot, basically.
1: Crazy. At 9.50 last night, Jungle Cruise and Seven Dwarfs Mine trains were 85 minutes. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm Mm-hmm. And what night? I guess it was a Saturday night. No, it was Friday night. I mean, you know, it, it just was, seemed wild to me. I don't know why I was looking at the waiting times <laughs> last night. <laughs> There's From, no shame. There's a lot I, of
2: wildness happening <laughs> in this in this scenario. Actually, like, scenario. As a
0: <laughs> there is no shame in checking Disney ride times.
1: <laughs> um, um, I do think. Yeah, I, I'm just curious to see how all of that would play out. You know, if. in theory, it sounds like a great idea. Like I I like my later in the day stacking idea in theory, but I don't know how it would play out. I don't know what would be available. Would I really just be booking Little Mermaid? And then like, you don't need one for that anyway. Like that's the kind of stuff that I'm worried about as a strategy. I've heard um, really good things about the other strategy where you just book as early as you can. and, And then just book another one right after each ride as you tap in. And um, I've heard really great things about that way too. Um, so I, I think just don't
0: know. That's what we did in November, I think, where we booked it as soon like the earliest one we could book that we wanted to go on. And then we just kept going with that throughout the day. But again, it's because I didn't understand that you could wait two hours to rebook, but I mean, we enjoyed it. I think we got on, So let's say we normally try, well, I think this time we only got on like four or five rides in each park. Um, And I think with that, we got on like seven or eight. So not bad.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I do think thinking about it in terms of hours saved, like even with the individual lightning lane, like Danik was talking about, like it becomes really clear what the value is when you know, like I just saved two hours, three times. (laughs) Yes. And I think like a
2: hundred percent, I felt that from the, the very first time we did it, we we're like, oh, this is completely worth it. Right. There was uh-huh. zero sort of, um, uh, negative or, or, you know, it's sort of like concern about it. Right. It was just, it made so much sense. We had a great time and, and then we, and we did it, like I said, every, every day for the, yeah. all the rides that we could
1: yeah and I think it is interesting what you said before too, about maybe moving towards more of the individual lightning lane model rather than the genie plus sort of suite of rides for all in for a flat fee because I do think what's appealing about the individual lightning lane is that more control you have over it. Um I, I think about what what's what's overwhelming about the Genie plus is that like you really don't know what's gonna be available, what time it's gonna be for. I've also heard about the, I don't know if you want to call it a glitch, but where you see a time and genie and genie plus for a lightning lane and then you book it and then it jumps two hours. <laughs> so like you think you're booking an 11 am, but then when you book it, in the seconds that it takes you to book it, it bumps you to 1 p.m. So it's Oh, like, wow. <laughs>
0: That's like yeah. really frustrating. I, th- I think we had that happen and okay. I wasn't sure if it was something that I was doing or something that it was doing and I, I did get frustrated and then, yeah, so it... It's common. Yeah.
2: Well, and yeah. I would say that some of the most... un. I mean, again, I love Disney so much, but some of the most unpleasant times that I've had at Disney are are actually trying to book Rise of the Resistance at six forty five a.m. Like in terms of like where you just feel like your day just went, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> all
0: the wind out of all. This yeah, day. you're
2: like, okay, that's yeah. great. <laughs> so-
0: so glad we have a reservation. To <laughs> yeah, to so good. I guess well,
2: we can't go anywhere else, but we won't do the ride that we wanted to do there. You know, like it's just, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's not my favorite. And I also, you know, I don't want to do, think about the Universal Studios and they have Max Pass, right? Which is yeah. very expensive. I think it you know it, it uh, also fluctuates, but I think it's somewhere between eighty and a hundred dollars a day. Something but then like that. you you just go. You can go on every you don't have to make any reservations when you go on every light, you know, you get the fast pass line for every single ride. And, um, and that sounds uh, at least easier, right? You can see the logic in it is, is, uh, is, is, is certainly more user friendly.
0: Well, I think with the max pass, like they've set it at such a price point that not a lot of people are going to purchase it. So it's not going to mess up the regular standby lines too much, but then they've made it the right way for spending that money, which is you can literally just walk on line. So the Disney price point has set it. So a lot of people do buy it, but then you can't really kind of use it to the extent that makes it necessarily worth it. Whereas like the individual lightning lanes, I feel like still work for that. I don't know. Yeah. I I love the individual lightning lanes. I'm not quite positive about Genie Plus.
2: I agree, and it's weird because I actually thought I was going to feel the opposite.
1: Yes, that's a good yep. one too. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I w- I watched the um defunct land. It's like a that YouTube channel. Yeah, you follow that. Defunct what is it? Land. It's so it's a YouTube channel that is a lot about theme parks, like an old theme park rides and stuff. Oh. But they did it hour long documentary of about fast pass yeah and the history of fast pass and it is it was fascinating Mm -hmm. they um illustrated it with like little um, almost like Pac-Man esque, like little ballies, like for were, were people, and like it was just this like crazy illustrated documentary about what happens with lines and fast pass, and they and um, I really highly recommend it. I'll I, we can put a link in the show notes.
0: Oh, um, we should totally put a link in the show notes. I think it was
1: worth the hour of watching mm-hmm. it. It was so good. Yeah, that's explains, amazing. Yeah, explains yeah. the all of these issues that. Um, that Liz was talking about, about like mm-hmm. where to put the price point and yeah. why like that makes the standby lines yeah. crazy. And-, and
0: well, that's how it was. It was listening to the, the Lentesta interview, the defunct land guy, because defunct land used touring plans data. Oh, yeah. And so they were explaining that if you work there as like the, the cast member, you would let in, let's say on a low time, now I'm making up numbers and I feel like they're both going to show up and be like, that is not what we said. <laughs> but like you would let in like, so on a quiet time you would let in say like 3 fast pass people for every one um standby. But when it gets busy you let in 10 fast pass people for every one standby. And so that's why the standby line grows so like exponentially because you're trying to get the people who have either in the past made the fast pass or have now invested their own money in this additional thing. But they what's interesting is apparently it hasn't changed like the way you count hasn't changed, except that the lines are so busy right now that it's always like 10 genie plus people for every one standby. Um so it's something and I think it might be like something like nine or ten standby um, in the heavy times because I was again it was it was it's been those numbers keep getting thrown around. But it's how how similar in a way FastPass and now Genie Plus are, except that they've made it purchasing thing my issue with genie plus also is just that if you buy it the day of you don't know that you're actually going to get on the rides you want to get on and i think that's why like danica i like the individual lightning lanes because i'm buying the ride i want to get on and i know once i purchase it unless the ride breaks down that i'm getting on the ride i want to get on but with genie plus you have no idea what's going on well and it
2: like you know, I I know, uh, Liz. You're not much of a table service person, but I was last your last job, you did a couple table services. Yeah, we I
0: went you, to a table service every day, and that's that was also hard. As I said, it was hard to figure out with the lines. But it's hard yeah. to figure out if you made a you know sixty day reservation in advance, but now you can only get on the ride you want to get on at the time you have dinner. Like, what are you supposed to do?
2: Yeah, it would. Yeah. It just. Um, you know, again, I loved all that pre-planning, but also because at least I like I knew like these were the things I was going to, like I had that f- figured out, and the other things would be sort of gravy, right? Yeah. Um, and uh, or maybe not gravy, but you know, you, you no, at least but that's have a some way st- that I
0: think of it. I tell the kids you know. like we would get the three fast asses we would get, or we would try for whatever X thing we wanted, and whatever else we got was like awesome on top of it.
1: Right. And then you can use the other strategies like going early to try to get the other things that you Mm -hmm. might want to do. And there's ways or or stay really late or ride something during a nighttime spectacular or whatever. There's other ways to beat the crowds, but um, the the three pre-planned ones were always um, just like a nice, solid foundation. (laughs) Well, and that also brings me to another um, point where we, my um, group that's going in November, and we're staying at Shades, which is Shades of Green, which is counted as a non-property deluxe um, in the in the Genie Plus world and um, in, in ILL world. But um, we were just we just linked each other online on the app for the first time, so there's ten of us in the in the list. Um, going on the trip, and we've got all our park passes. I'm sorry, but th- that's incredible. I'm so <laughs> excited to hear this as it develops. I know, right? And it's so fun, and everybody picked their own avatar, and it's very, uh, it's very exciting. But then to think of those ten people trying to use Genie Plus and coordination—I mean, I just—we didn't buy it yet. We didn't. We we're we're planning on if we do it, we're going to do it day of because we didn't buy it with our tickets. So. I mean we even said in our text thread it's like it, that's like almost like I'm just resigning myself to the fact that like that is not happening at all <laughs> like it's never never but
2: I also so is there an advantage to buying it with your ticket or buying it the day of
0: that is a good question I don't um, I don't think there's an advantage except maybe like time save but I assume you could buy it at like 6 a.m. and just not book it until 7. Like, I don't think they say you can't buy it
1: yeah, before the park. Only, well, The only advantage is peace of mind that you have it, like, and you don't have to buy it that morning. Oh,
2: yeah. Because I, you know, like, I just, we we have a trip scheduled for December. You know, it's like, you can buy your Genie Plus ticket, your Genie Plus now. And I'm like, okay. But I, I don't know, like, is there an advantage? Like, you know, <laughs> what do I need to do? And right. I don't, I really can't figure I, out if there's an, an advantage, but doesn't seem like there
0: is. is that, I wonder say? if they're trying for this scarcity mindset also, like, what if they take away Genie? What if so many people buy Genie Plus in advance that you're not going to be able to buy Genie Plus day of? Which I don't really think is a real consideration, but...
2: Well, and part of the problem with doing it online is that with your reservations is that you can't pick a day. So like we, I'm planning on using Genie Plus, I think for Magic Kingdom, um, and maybe Hollywood Studios, but. You know, I only want it for those two days in the park, but you actually only can buy it for so many tickets. Like, you know, like <laughs> yeah. blah blah blah. So I'm gonna have to call. I hate calling. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it does seem like a um almost yeah, almost like just a disadvantage because you can't pick your days. You can't you can't just get it for one day if you're yep. if you're adding it um with your package. It has to be for the whole trip. Um. So you can't really be strategic that way. So in a way, it kind of reminds me of like a dining plan thing, where you know it's not a money save, but it's just like peace of mind. Like, okay, just add it, just add it to the package, Uh and now it's done. And I send one less thing I have to do that morning.
0: Right, Right. and it's it's also like if you know if you're budgeting your trip, you're like you know what I do know the total cost because I'm not going to add anything when we're there. I can definitely see that as like a. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Especially if you're like, you know, paying over time or whatever. And yeah, exactly. Like, okay, let me just
1: add it on now. And then I'll in 12 months, I'll just it'll be paid off or whatever. Exactly. I mean,
0: up to leading up to the trip. Um, well, yeah, I think. Yeah, I agree. But and but I think most of the benefit is for Disney that yes. people don't realize necessarily that they won't need it for every day. So they buy it for the whole trip because. Again, yeah, when Disney offers you things, a lot of times you're like, "Oh, I guess I need this." Right.
1: I do like what you said, Danica, though that um, you probably and, and Liz, you mentioned this. You probably don't need it at Animal Kingdom or Epcot. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, Genie Plus, but yeah, yeah. you yeah. might use the ILLs at both of those, right? Um, yeah. yeah.
2: I would. I, I think too. I think we're getting a little grumpy in this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should like take like two or three minutes and talk about our upcoming trips that we have planned.
1: Yeah,
0: I agree.
2: Yeah. So I, Liz, are you next or Liza? Are you next so, for wait, upcoming? Have,
0: what, I might, I might home, go. Right? Oh, I am going in the first week of like June for like two or three days. Um, we haven't really planned anything. This is the trip where we normally, where my husband goes um, and his parents go. Cause we stay in our house, but now his parents might be going to a wedding. So it might just be us. Um, so we're trying to figure that out, but the girls are very excited and we've learned thanks to COVID that I can't say things like, we'll go do this the next time we go to Disney, because whenever I say that, they're like, it, it was over a year before we got back to Disney, which I'm like, well, other people. But anyway, um, <laughs> so, but we are excited for that. I'm going to have my happy moment, though. I know, Danica, you said trips, but I also just want to say we'll probably have an episode on this, but we love turning red. Like, it was so cute. So I think that's right in okay. my Disney happy moment that Disney gave us that, especially since I've learned now that there's not going to be a season three of The Babysitter's Club on Netflix. Oh, so, I'm so sad about that. Right. So I just wanted to say, like. It's personal. Yeah. We. So when we have our episode on Turning Red, which I do feel like we will probably do because it seems very us, um, I just, that's like my happy place right now is that movie. So yeah. there we go. Um, okay.
1: So my next trip is booked for November. We are so excited. Like I said, last night we were just linking everybody and it was so fun to see 10 people on the list for, for the magic kingdom park pass on the first night. And how many, Um, like, how many groups is, how many rooms is that? I guess it's three rooms. So it's my brother's family and there's four of them. Um, my sister's family, so, three of them, and then the three of us. And so, we have amazing
2: poolside
0: rooms. I'm very excited at yes. shades. What I don't they, think I realized you know, your brother's family was going. This is so exciting! I know it's this like, is just oh. turned into some
1: craziness. And we have poolside rooms, which are on the patio. So, um, we're hoping, mm-hmm. I mean, from what we've read about the poolside rooms, is that they're right you know, adjacent to the the patio, which is right by the pool. So it's very conducive to a group. You know, we're hoping that that is just like, Hey, you wake up and you like, you know, you're lounging with your, having coffee with your fam. Um, My other sister. So the reason that she's not going to November is that she's having a baby in July. So I'm going to get a new little niece. But um, so what's sort of a kind of fun thing for me, just vicariously, is that they are going to do a baby moon w- and with Luca in Walt Disney World at the end of April, beginning of May. Yes. And it's their first time. And I just think Luca is five years old. He's going to absolutely love it. Oh, that's like such a perfect age um and i really want them to go to space 220 cuz my nephew is a big um oh yeah space kid so that is and i think we're also trying to do that in november cuz my other nephew loves space 2 and i think all of us would love it um the only problem with that is that when you really think about your epcot time there's just so many other restaurants to go yeah. at epcot i almost wish they put space 220 at like hollywood or something oh, cuz wow, yeah. mm-hmm. i you know really want to try it but there's also a ton of other things i really want to do at epcot eating wise so that's a, a difficult one i'll turn it over to you danica who'll be going the month after me
2: i know or so you know passing ships or i don't remember what the the quote is but um yeah, so we're going in december um doing a split stay so three nights at the poly Club level.
1: What, what? Oh, my God. It's, it's like
2: the first time we've done club level at, at the Poly, and I'm very excited. I've heard very good things. So um, it's also my husband's favorite resort, and it will also be his birthday. So, um, yeah, so I'm pretty pretty excited for that. Um, I think we're going to have, like, a pool day on his birthday. Well, it really matters what he wants to do, but kind of think of like, a pool day on his birthday, and then we just, like go to club level in the pool in the sort of circle of circle of life, really. If <laughs> I <That's laughs> may. Yes. Um and then uh three nights at a yacht club. Um and that was kind of there was kind of a toss-up because I kind of wanted to stay at boardwalk and do club level. Um but every um well the kids don't know where we're going, but the but my husband was definitely like, I just I would give up I for uh Storm along Bay, I would give up club level because we can't uh there's no club level for uh five people at uh at Yacht club and beach yeah. Club. Oh I'm not no. sure how it works that's disappointing. I mean it but, might uh, exist in some sort of way, but I've never ever seen it come up, so I think yeah. that it's a, a five person thing um mm-hmm. so uh so yeah, so that's that's the plan, so three nights and three nights, and I would say so. The main point of this trip is to uh, to sort of, you know, sort of maximize the 40th anniversary of Epcot and the 50th anniversary of of Magic Kingdom. Uh Um, And uh, so I'm almost thinking we might have to uh, put another day on the trip so we can get three full days at Epcot. Um, Because as as we text all the time, I'm. I'm Epcot sick right now. I miss oh. I miss it so much. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: love that the term made the episode. yes yeah. that Epcot, is the best sex. term. Yep, yeah, I hear you. Mm-hmm. I hear you. And um, I read. I don't know if they're like still doing this or if it's just for spring break. But they're opening Epcot super early these days. Like
2: at oh, really? Oh, like, I just
1: being
2: the first, being the first in Epcot. That's the yeah. best.
1: The best. I like, and I feel like people will still like have the later opening mindset. So like, you could just really yeah. take advantage of that.
2: Yeah. And just um. walk being by. Oh, and then I guess, so that I think brings us to our, our last thing that we wanted to touch on, which is that, so that means because I'm trying to go to, uh, you know, to do Epcot in this big way and magic kingdom as well. We won't be doing uh, the galactic star cruiser for, I think another year. Yeah. Um, and just, time financially you know like mm-hmm. I live very far away so we would have to make this sort of a I guess what are the what are those trips called where you do like the the, the you go to Disney World and then you do the the, the, cruise. the actual cruises that would be yeah, sort of similar to that you know right. I would need a couple of days to sort of adjust like I'm not gonna get off an airplane and then suddenly be right a magical Star Wars princess (laughs) take me a little couple hours, I guess, to really get in that, get in that, get in that moment. Um, but you know, and I'm largely off social media these days, so I I haven't been upkeeping as much like you guys have who thankfully you're informing me a lot of, a lot about it. You guys can send me more. It's fine. (laughs) Um, but, uh, the, um, you know, I'm all in. Like I, I, you know, I hear a lot, but but we're in. We're we're gonna do it. Um. So yeah, that's the, the we're gonna go in two years. Was the plan for the Galactic Star Cruiser? But we're big Star Wars people, and we can afford it. Um. I don't. You know, I, I have a hard time believing that Disney didn't do their uh, reconnaissance and aren't f- fully aware of of how much they can charge and who's gonna go. Yeah. But it does look like things are a little bit under-reserved under, under reserved from last time I checked.
1: I mean, yeah, I think they're saying at least for the second half of this year, there's openings. But I think that the clickbaity stories, like, say, oh, there's openings. But then when you actually read the article, it's like, in August, there's some openings. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, okay, well, I mean, it's March. <laughs> yeah. So to me, like, they're not really reporting the flip side of that, which is like, April, May, and June are like solidly booked. I also think that since it opened, everything that we've heard is that it's almost underpriced. And you yeah. have to think of it as a 48-hour yeah. attraction, not a hotel. It's it's a 48-hour attraction that you're a part yeah. of. And when you see the immersive theater element when you're there, you appreciate why it costs so much. Mm. You appreciate the performances and the immersion, and it's a different kind of experience that you've that isn't really um, out there. Like it's, I mean, it, thing. This is is not being done anywhere else, and so I agree that um, I think the well, maybe it's like you know a, a little bit of a sticker shock when you go to book it. Like after, the people who've done it are saying. Wow, that was worth it.
0: And I I think you so you raise it there, Liza. So the people who are saying basically, if you're gonna do this as an immersive experience,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you are gonna feel like you got your money's worth. If you're going like um, like you think it's a cruise and you're gonna sit there and relax, and people are gonna serve you fun looking drinks, um, you are gonna not feel like you got your money's worth. This is definitely for the people who want the immersive experience for the LARPers among us. And I yes. do not say that I was in LARPing in college. There's no shame with saying LARPing, um, but it's for, for that to really want to experience it. And I mean, as, as Danica and Liza know, when Danica, when Liza was like, Oh my God, Rhino from the Diz loved it. I was like, crap. I know. Because He's my like ride or die. Disney has gotten too expensive. Will anyone think of like the single moms with the three kids? And all of a sudden he was like, Nope, I'm doing yeah. it. And and, I mean, he does – he did make the point, like, if you're four adults who are friends and you're each, like, paying into that $6,000 fee or whatever, then that's not $6,000, right? And so that's, like – I mean, it's not, like, everyone can afford it, but it is more um, doable when you are us who are, like, people and you're a one-family unit paying for it than it is a little more painful. right. The girls really want to go. Um, we, What I've done is I've been watching the reviews, but only the ones without spoilers. Yeah. I refuse to watch the spoilers, and that's kind of my, like, nod to the idea that I will get to do it, so I don't want well, to get spoiled on it.
1: That's optimistic,
0: then. You're- I know. So I'm trying to keep my optimistic thing. I think if we do it, we'll probably wait because Mary's only seven. I know Ruby is about seven, right? So you're going to go next year. I think, yeah. I think the kids, because you stay up until, like, 11 o'clock. Mm -hmm. And you're up at, like, 7 a.m. So the kids need to really kind of be able to pull that off, basically. Yeah.
1: I was Mm -hmm. actually just listening to our um, Hollywood Studios episode. And, Danica, when you said, like, you get on the Millennium Falcon and it's, like, all six of you. And you're, like, kind of, like, or five plus a rando. Um, (laughs) And it's kind of, like, (laughs) peak family moment. Like, this is why, you know, we... Exists like this is yeah. like peak family. Yeah. Um, I think of that for you guys like at, on the on the Galactic Cruiser, and like I just think that's like times a thousand. You know, yeah. like I just think you will um be you will love it. It will be just so peak family. Peak Miller.
2: Yeah, it will definitely be uh
1: It will be yes. I yeah, I've zero
2: doubt about that. And I would also say just to like all the like haters. <laughs> I haven't used that word in like 15 years. But um, like the first time I got off this Twitter was after I went to a galaxy's edge because everything I'd read on this Twitter was so like, I don't know, you guys, is this cool? It doesn't seem like it. And then I went there and I was like, oh, this is this is the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. Right. And then I was just like, these these people are just they, uh, um, you know, they don't I guess they're sad and yes, they want everybody else to be sad too. Yeah. Um because because a galaxy's edge is unbelievable. Yeah. It's perfect. Um and uh yeah, so so yeah, I'm so that's our plan. Um is that in in two years we'll be there. Probably probably right about now. Oh, so
0: I think exciting. I think it's I think it's gonna be good. I think you have the right idea of like how to travel, and we'll discuss this obviously as you get closer cuz I do feel like you would need like recovery time from traveling before but then you're also going to need a day after because everybody's like you you are going to be the family that lives it right yep. so you guys are going to be super exhausted um like Rhino I think was like I 3 days later he's like I still have no idea what's happening like <laughs> still not fully recovered so you guys will need like a day on each side so we'll have to help you figure that out cuz I think mm-hmm. that would be awesome also outfits Various yes, things. That's gonna. There's happen. a lot of planning.
2: <sighs> good. It's gonna be good.
0: Happiness. Okay. Um. I think on on Liza's happiness that might be a good way to to end the show. Like that's. Yeah.
2: This is sort of, ex- you know, it was a you know two years ago at this time. It was it was pretty bad, and I'm really glad that we're 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 on the a bit of a, a bit of an upswing. So. I like
0: that. Yep. So I am Liza. I'm Danica. And I'm Liz. And this was Symposia Disney.